Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. Remember to check the link in the show notes below and you'll find an article that corresponds with this episode. Finally, remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com for more information about how we serve homeschooling families. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Are you trying to help your child learn some basic math concepts? Do you need a few math manipulatives that will have a big impact? Before we dive in, let's talk about what math manipulatives are. They're basically a tool or an object. They're just something that you use to help teach your child a concept. That's it. So I think you'll have a better understanding by the end of this episode. So in my opinion, there is an awful lot of goodness in a few basic manipulatives. Now, if your children are elementary aged, I believe that you can do almost everything with a piece of paper, pen or pencil, dice, counting blocks, and a ruler, and a few other very basic things. And there is One other thing that I'm going to tell you about here in a few minutes, but I'd rather wait and explain it a little bit. Now, I believe that whether you need a few math manipulatives to help with your curriculum or whether you lean toward unschooling or you just need to buy some time until you figure out what you're doing with homeschooling, these are items that you won't regret buying. Also, Many of these items make great toys for older kids. However, I do want to say use caution because some of the items can be choking hazards for younger children. So today we're providing a quick list of the basic math manipulatives. These are in no particular order and regardless of your family's education style, all of these items are very helpful. All right, the first thing I wanna tell you about are dice. And I'm not talking about just any dice, although sure, you could use any dice. But I know if you've listened to my previous podcast episodes, you've heard about an educational math game. It's called Tenzi, T-E-N-Z-I. And I did a whole blog post just on this game. And let me explain, this game wasn't created necessarily for educational purposes. Honestly, I would play that game with a group of adults. It is so much fun, but it is an awesome family game and you can use it in an educational way. And those dice are so awesome. They're so colorful and pretty and they come in groupings of 10. So you can actually buy like a package of 100 of them. So there are 10 different colors with 10 dice each. So 10 times 10, 100, right? (laughs) So that's sort of how they come. And you can also get it as a game with the dice and a card pack. I'm not going to go on too much about that. You can click the blog post that corresponds 
If you check the show notes in the description, there is a link to this blog post episode. And in that blog post, you will find a link to the Tinsy game. So with dice, you can do so much math between adding, subtracting, multiplying. I mean, really the sky is the limit. You just have to think of a lot of different things. And with those particular dice, because there are so many different colors, you can also work with patterns and all sorts of things. Anyway, I want you to know about this. Okay, now the next basic tool is an abacus. If you don't know what an abacus is off the top of your head, I know you've seen them. They are usually in a little wood structure. They almost look like a fence and they have horizontal bars with little balls on them and you can slide them sideways. So there are usually 10 bars and each bar has 10 balls. Now there are a lot of different type of abacus, <laughs> abacuses. I don't know how to say it. Uh, I wouldn't think it's abacai, but I don't know. Anyway, the ones that I like the best on each bar, they actually group the little balls that go across the bar in groupings of five, which makes it easier for you to help your child learn to count by fives. And there's a lot that you can do with an abacus. And I put in the blog post that goes with this episode, I've actually done the homework for you. I have looked up different things like Tinsy. I just know I like it. But with an abacus, there are a lot of different options. So I've gone through reviews and looked up different options and I've narrowed them down to two that I believe are pretty affordable. And most of the links in this blog post episode are for Amazon because it it really is just an easy way to buy things. But there is one link that isn't. And I'll tell you about that when we get there. Now, another thing, this is so basic, but if you haven't thought of it, you need graph paper. You can help your kids learn to do their math problems in graph paper, and it helps keep everything nice and straight. You can do graphs, obviously. You can do a lot with graph paper. And it's really helpful for teaching your children to add and subtract and keep everything in a row. Now I have put three different types of graph paper in these links. One of them is just loose leaf. Another comes in a composition notebook. And then the last one that I put in there, I personally like the best. I tend to write sort of large. And for people who write larger or for young children, they'll like this one because the little boxes are bigger. So it's easier to write in. It's also easier, let's say when you're adding and you're carrying numbers, it just gives you more space for all of that. So I like the large graph paper. All right, the next thing would be counting blocks or the name of this particular product is called Math Link Cubes. I've done a lot of homework. My children are older now. They're not young, so I'm not quite in it with the things that the younger kids are using. But I like these because they snap together. So these math link cubes come as a package of 100. It looks to me like there are 10 cubes individual 
cubes of different colors and you can snap them together and count by twos or count by threes, whatever. But I think you'll like these and they're definitely a useful thing. All right, the next item that I want to share with you is a very specific brand name item. And when you look at it, you're going to think, oh my, these are a little bit expensive and they are. But I'm going to tell you, I believe they are worth the money. And they are the Math UC blocks. These are excellent products. I also, before I tell you a little bit more about what they are, I want you to know that there are clearly some knockoffs on Amazon, but none of them compare to the Matthew C blocks. I didn't see one single thing that would work the same way or as effectively. All right, here's what they are. And I want you to know that you can go to the blog post and I actually did a recording of my children's Matthew C blocks and, and just showed what they are. So you can get a clear idea. All right, so let's start with the biggest block. The biggest block is a 100 block. So it is a big red block and there are 10 little squares across it, one way and 10 the other way. And so there are literally 100 little blocks. You could almost picture something similar to Legos, although they are not Legos. It's, they're not the same, but if you picture those little nubby things on the Legos, that will give you a, a little bit of a visual idea in your mind. Now, they also make... And you buy a whole package of these things at once. So they have the 100 block, but then they have a, a block that's just a one single row, and it's a block of 10. Now, on those blocks, they are very clearly 10 little blocks within the 10 block. And then there's a 9 block, and an 8 block, and a 7 block, and 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. And there are lots of them that come in a set. I actually ultimately ended up owning two sets of the Matthew C blocks, and that was perfect for my family. So what the kids can do when they're using these is, so let's say you're using a 10 block and you're working on 10 minus 7, 10 minus 3, 10 minus 6, 10 minus 4. You can literally put the 6 block on top of the 10 block so your children can visually see that 10 minus 6 is, and then they can see the other 4 blocks. And then let's say when you're moving on to multiplication, you could have the 7 blocks out. And your children can visually see that three of the seven blocks equal 21. They are so easy to work with visually. And I really believe that your kids need to see, they need to feel, they need to do math. Not just do math on a piece of paper, but do math physically and really see it. And every child learns differently you know, some are more auditory learners, some are visual learners, some are more kinesthetic learners. So they need to feel these things and experience it. The math you see blocks are something that you will use for years, literally years, maybe even more than a decade if you have multiple children. They're worth the investment. Now, I'm going to tell you 
you can get them used inside homeschool groups, buy and sell groups, which reminds me, I'm going to leave a link at the bottom of the blog post that goes with this episode. If you'll sign up there, you will receive an invitation to join our community, our group. But there are other groups that you can join to find these blocks as well. So that's enough about the Matthew C. blocks. All right, the next thing that I think you need to have to help your children with math concepts is play money. And, you know, I know we're certainly moving toward a cashless society. This doesn't thrill me personally. I think cash is important, but it is definitely still important to teach your children the value of money, to teach them how to use money. And money is a really abstract idea. It's important for your kids to actually see what it really is. So I know this might sound crazy, but I actually think putting real money in your school supplies is a good thing. It's not like I'm saying put in a bunch of $100 bills, but $20 in ones and a bunch of change and maybe some fives and tens and a few 20s. I think if you keep it safe, you can use real money in your learning. And then you can also use fake money. Now, I think the real value of having fake money for your kids is that they can play with it. And that is so important for them to play with money and buy things from each other and their play and all of those things. So I have a link for fake money that you can buy. And then, okay, I'm not going to say this is an essential thing, but I wanted to mention it. Play money games. And I found a new game that I have never heard of before on Amazon, but the ratings were really, really good on it. So I included a link for Monopoly and Life, but I think most people probably have those games. But this game is called Money Bags, and it's all about using money. The reviews were great, and it's very much geared toward education. So... I would suggest trying it out and I would love to hear what you think about it. Okay, the next thing is all around telling time. And you know, it does seem difficult to teach children to tell time when there are fewer and fewer analog clocks. And some people might think that it's not even important. I believe that this is an important skill to learn because one, you can actually read an analog clock if you've learned to tell time. But telling time also involves some abstract ideas. And so you're working on counting by fives and, you know, which is really multiplying. If you look at your, the hour hand at the nine and you know nine times five is 45 or you can count by fives, right? But I think those abstract ideas are important and that kids need to learn it. So I've gone through many of the options on Amazon and I found two clocks that I think you might like. One is flat and it has an easy to write on surface and I think it would be easy to keep with your school supplies. I actually had something similar to this one when my kids were young. All right, and then the other one is a little bit more like a toy. It's plastic, but it it has a little stand that looks like it comes in, so it could lay flat 
to be put with your stuff. But I really think it's good for kids to play with clocks. I think the more they play with the things that we want them to learn, the more they'll actually learn the thing. Finally, there are other things that I think you need to help your children learn about math, but I think you will already have them in your home. Things like a ruler, a tape measure, measuring cups in the kitchen, those types of things. So ultimately, I do believe that you can teach your children basic math skills without curriculum. However, there is advantage to using curriculum. It keeps you on track. If you don't feel confident with math, it helps give that confidence. So these are personal choices, but I think for basic math especially, there are a lot of normal opportunities in everyday life to work on these things and games that you can use to make it fun. So we'll be talking about more math games on another day and math curriculum as well because I really do believe that your family needs to learn in a way that works the best for your family, which is why we have the slogan, live and learn your way. And with that, live and learn your way. That's the end of this episode. I hope that you will check out the blog post that accompanies this podcast episode, and you will find the link to that in the show notes below the podcast episode. And near the bottom of that article, you'll also find more links to other resources about math and other educational resources as well. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.